This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is Thursday, May 25th, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. As you can see, the lovely and talented Bill Kerlick and Mark Porter are back by popular demand. They were here on Tuesday. They'll be back today, which is a celebrity show. And I must let you know that tomorrow's show will be as expected to be, at least, myself, Dave Biddle, and Ohio State Offensive Coordinator, Wide Receivers Coach Brian Hartline. We are taping that show later this afternoon, and it will run tomorrow morning. We are really looking forward to that. But today we have our local celebrities, our in-house celebrities, the recruiting gurus that they are, and it was good timing because... Who likes recruiting more than a big-time quarterback offer at Ohio State? This one has some intrigue to it, as it is the second offer from Ohio in the same class. We will go to Bill for historical significance on that one. But Tavian Sinclair of Bell Fountain, class of 2025, has been offered. If you were a listener to this show, and if you're here now, that pretty much Says your listener, Mark Porter let you know about Tavian Sinclair long ago and actually said when we were going over him that he thinks long-term better prospect than Ryan Montgomery, or at least he was at the time, and so we will get into that as well. But, Bill, the offer to Tavian St. Clair, refresh my memory, is this the first time Ohio State has offers out to two quarterbacks from Ohio in the same class since two guys named Cardell Jones and Braxton Miller. Yeah, I am. Um, I can't remember anybody between now and then right offhand. I, I think it is, as far as I can remember. Um, the nutters will let us know if we don't believe me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, an interesting offer. I mean, Corey Dennis stopped at both, uh, both schools yesterday, uh, stopped to see – Ryan Montgomery at Finley, and then he also stopped and saw uh, Tavian St. Clair at Bell Fountain. And in fact, he watched Bell Fountain's practice. And after that practice, he offered that the scholarship to Tavian. Uh, I talked to Tavian right after that. He was literally uh, just getting done uh, working out and all. Uh, he seemed a little out of breath. I think at that point he was lifting weights, but he seemed very happy. 
very happy to get that offer. Um, he's got 20 offers now. That made 20 for him. Uh, I think significance-wise, Ohio State and Tennessee are absolutely two significant offers. He's been to Ohio State, obviously, uh, uh, several times. And he went down to Tennessee and really liked it down there. Um, you know, it's really hard to beat Ohio State for a quarterback. If you're anybody, let alone a quarterback in Ohio. Um, but I do know he really, really liked Tennessee on that visit. So I think that uh, those two are the two two schools, in my mind, of most significance right now. Um, you know, we'll see what happens as far as things moving forward. Again, this is a situation where they've now offered three quarterbacks overall in the class of 2025. They've offered Montgomery, they've offered St. Clair, and then they offered Underwood from Michigan. Bryce Underwood, who is, Underwood. I think, Bill, is he not the number one ranked quarterback in the class? Right. So the significance is, is that none of these three guys are saying they're anywhere close to making a decision. So Ohio State doesn't have to make any kind of decision right now as far as, you know, if one wants to commit, if, you know, if, do they have a top guy, that type of thing. They don't have to make a decision on that right now because none of them are close. In fact, Tavian told me yesterday that he saw him, so he sees himself at this point making his decision about a year from now. So, you know, Ryan Montgomery is still making all his visits and still evaluating and, and Underwood is too. So we'll see what happens. I'd like to thank him for saying that because our page views will go up in that year. <laughs> um, but I digress. Mark, just actually, let's stick with this bill first before we get into the player evaluation. Tavian Sinclair has a change of heart um, from the year. He calls Ohio State tomorrow and says, I want in. What happens? That one's a question that only Ryan Day and, and perhaps Corey Dennis can answer right now. Uh, they like him a lot. I know that. Um, but <laughs> they like those other guys, too. I mean, and you mentioned Bryce or uh, uh, yeah Underwood. He's the number one quarterback in the country for the class of 2025. So, you know, we'll see. The question came up yesterday. Would Ohio State take both the two quarterbacks? And that's not been their uh, op modus operandi, so to speak. Uh, they've taken one quarterback in each recruiting class. Now, uh, if they got in a situation where they uh, uh, lost a quarterback or two that they don't expect necessarily to lose, then yeah, you know, maybe they do that. But that's not been the way that they've done things in the past. Having said that, it is harder than ever to keep four scholarship quarterbacks on the roster at one time with the transfer portal really difficult to do nowadays uh it's almost the the more normal to have three scholarship quarterbacks that you signed out of high school on the roster and then go find another guy like ohio state did this year tristan gebbia for the transfer portal so you know we'll see what happens yeah it's very interesting i don't foresee any scenario by which both guys commit to Ohio State and are in the class. I just don't think, even when that happened with Cardale back in the day, it was kind of an upset, and it did work out nicely, I might add. Um, but sure. uh, I, I, just given the current climate and the way things are and the movement and the ease of movement, I don't see that as being a realistic. All right, Mark, 
the floor is yours. Someone comes to you and says, Ohio State has offered Ryan Montgomery, Tavian Sinclair, and Bryce Underwood. We now know Bryce Underwood will be our next Buckeye in the sky if we can get that worked out. But compare the two Ohioans, um, Bill mentioned that uh, St. Clair also has offers, an offer from Tennessee. He also has offers from Florida and Penn State. Obviously, Penn State has taken another Ohio and Ethan Grunkenmeyer, so that's not going to happen. Well, we, we, it could. That's 24. We'll see. But compare the two. Um, you don't necessarily have to say which you like better, but give everyone an understanding of what's going on here. Um, usually I don't venture into Bill's territory here, but just listening to our Tuesday podcast and haven't seen some of these guys recently, uh, you guys said the other day, Ryan Montgomery is doing what? Visiting the West Coast, visiting every school out there. He has not disrespected Ohio State by doing that, but you know, Ohio State, an Ohio kid getting an Ohio State offer and his brother's playing there. He should be pretty well locked in to commit there, and he's doing his due diligence. Ohio State just did the same thing. Their due diligence was we're not going to let Tavian and St. Clair escape Ohio if you're still looking around and we don't know what you're doing. So welcome to recruiting, guys. You know, Ryan Montgomery might have thought he had that job to, to shop around and do whatever where one of those guys commits tomorrow and all hell is going to break loose for the other kid because, you know, now what do you do? Um, Going back a couple of weeks, I was just with Ryan Montgomery's workout, and who did I tell you was standing there next to him the whole time? Penn State. You know, they they were his shadow that entire day. Uh, the quarterback coach for, you know, uh, Ryan Montgomery's the same quarterback coach for Drew Aller, same quarterback coach for Grunkenmeyer. The, the writing's on the wall there that he may not be headed to Ohio State, and maybe there's writing on the wall that someone else is reading. So, that's Bill Kerlick's territory, and I know I just kind of put my two cents in, but I'm reading this situation a little different, just basically what I've just seen. Uh, as far as who else I liked better and, you know, the evaluation on the comparison, uh, we got to go back to Believe October, and I know there's a podcast we did after I saw uh, Taby and St. Clair play, and I clearly said, slide him ahead of Ryan Montgomery right now. You know, like, it's got to be documented somewhere where – Put them in the same breath of air. Talk about them the same because they're both legitimate. And as St. Clair, maybe a little more off the radar, maybe not, didn't have a brother at Ohio State to kind of juice his recruiting so fast, things are hitting right when they should for him. Those other offers are in sync with what I saw. Um, I think he's a little bit better of a runner than Ryan Montgomery. Brings a little more of an athletic element to the table. Uh, that night I saw him, he spun it and threw it as well as anybody. Uh, I'd seen him previously to Toledo camp. So I've been watching him kind of build up. Uh, but that's no, I'm not changing my tune. I just praised Ryan Montgomery two podcasts ago. And we're literally have a video of him coming out today where you're going to see him rip the ball all over the field with perfect spirals. So nothing wrong with either one of them. I mean, you could 50, 50 them all you want, maybe 55, 45, if you want to give one the edge with the feet, but they're both, up there they're both elite and this just got interesting so let's see how this plays itself out i'm sure uh the drama will begin and, and uh, you know what if i'm ryan i'm real nervous right now i might not be able to play with my brother you know if i really wanted that to be something i want to do hey if this kid pulls the trigger uh, 
me playing with my brother and my family going to the same place every Saturday's toast. So, yeah. I know Cartel Jones and Braxton Miller worked out, but, boy, was that a unique situation. And, no and Cardell wasn't there for school at that time. He was there for football, and he was about to go somewhere else at one point in time. So it was rocky, I think. And it wasn't just Cardell, if people remember. He was third string. Um, JT Barrett was the one who took them to East Lansing and won that game. And the rest is history and uh, glorious history at that. Bill, do you get the sense that Tavian Sinclair, let me put it to you this way. Is he a guy who had the Ohio State goal at the top of his kind of deal. I mean, it's very clear usually when you talk to some of these kids, if they're, you know, come from some, I would have thought the Montgomery's might actually be in this group of like, uh, although they are from Finley up there, you know, where Ohio state, you know, was on the wall in the living room. When you go to, uh, you know, talk to the family and there's pictures of Ohio state all around, you feel a little bit better. St. Clair looks to me like also what uh, to touch on what Mark said if you look at the pictures, he's growing in the perfect look to him. I mean, he looked a little wiry last year, and now you look at the new pictures of him, and he's he's filling out physically. Um, who do you think they want more? I would – well, getting to the part about the filling out, I would say that about both Tavian and Montgomery. I mean and, – and Mark has talked about this in previous podcasts, uh, and I've seen Ryan uh, – Numerous times lately, both those kids, Tavian and Ryan Montgomery, are filling out very nicely. Uh, Ryan Montgomery is getting to the point where I'd say he's pretty much ripped. I mean, he's yeah. getting physically looking. And he's really, a big guy. Really. Ryan Montgomery, like, even yeah. at AAU basketball, when you see him amongst his peers, he looks like he may be a counselor in training. Yeah. yeah he's working hard in the weight room. Yeah. Dad was a college football player. His brother's an offensive lineman working out. He's he's getting pushed in the weight room, and Ryan definitely looked the part. You'll, you'll see the film later today. He's filling out his T-shirts. Ryan's yep. not Dylan Rayola, but he's going to be close to that when he yeah. gets a senior because – That's that's a good comparison. He's along that type of player, and if he keeps getting stronger – you're going to see rocket balls like that coming out of his arm. And there there were a few the other day that I was like, there was a vapor trail. I'm talking base-wise. He's still got kind of a baby face, too. You know what I mean? Go ahead, Bill. And, and getting back to the part, Dan, where you were talking about the, the family and all and growing up, uh, did he grow up a high state fan and, and all that, uh, talking, about Mon- or talking about St. Clair, that is. Um, this family likes Ohio State. They are definitely Ohio State fans. There is no doubt about that. Uh, they like Ohio State. Uh, I, I know uh, Tavian's dad. I talked to him. Uh, it's not necessarily an offer that um, that I would say Tavian was talking over and over again about potentially getting. Like you know, I really, really want that offer. You know that, but. I know he was really happy with that offer, and I'm sure his family were very happy with that offer, and so on and so forth. So uh, they are, uh, not to say that he wouldn't go to Tennessee or somewhere else, but they're a high State family, no doubt about it. And not to jump on Bill's territory again, but I saw his article last night where 
he says, oh, I'll make a decision next year. And you're telling me you caught him, you know, right after the workout in the weight room. Um, my spidey senses are saying, wait till his family talks to him today. And a few other people talk to him today. And it sets in the reality of what he needs to do. I don't think that year timeline is going to hold up. Just let me slide some. If Vegas is putting odds on that, I'm going to slide some chips to the middle right now. And not not betting the house, but I think I can make some money on this one. Yeah, I could, uh, I could see that uh, none of those three – I could see all those three right now thinking they're going to wait until a year from now or more. But the odds of all three of them waiting a year from now or more, <laughs> I'll slide my chips in there too. Yeah. I mean, it just – and if St. Clair realizes the same thing, that, hey, this kid's got a brother on the team, and if he commits, I'm not there. I, I know those that, that has to be the conversation those families are having today. And they haven't had to really have that conversation. They've kind of had a, ah, oh, we have time and we have time. The, the Ohio State's only offered two quarter. Well, it's getting real. It's it's going to get real, real over the summer when Ohio State offers a few more during camp season. So, yeah. Yeah, Ohio State is really good about giving themselves great options at all positions. They, yeah. they give themselves options, and, and they just gave themselves another really – I think all three of them are great, to be honest. They have three great options there. And we, we've, we've queued up plenty of drama with this situation here, so the Bucknutters are going to love that. I don't think we needed to do anything. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it, should be, it should be at peak level by the time today's over. But I tell you what, those families are having some kitchen uh, counter discussions right now. But a year, I don't know if we should wait 24 hours. You know, like, let's just do this and, you know, sitting pretty. I mean, we – You've been talking about quarterback you for the last three podcasts and how many millions of dollars these guys are making. There's there's $3 million on our kitchen table, let's say, and we're just going to let it sit there and, and wait. It's to, you know, to play in our home state. They better not listen to this podcast or they will commit in 12 hours. It's not just that. It's that you get paid to be, I mean, I don't want to go over what I've heard CJ made when he was here. Let's just say, shed no tears for uh, the Stroud family, even before they yeah. you get a signing bonus, which is going to be $25 million, which is just hard to even get your mind around. Signing bonus means a check. CJ Stroud is going to get a check for $24 million. Let that sink in. Um, at the kitchen table for the St. Clairs, by the way. Uh, and Montgomery's. I mean, it's, it's no, quarterback. No, anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. Quarterback. The According to Dan Rubin, quarterback you has offered you, and their quarterbacks are in the first. You know, like it's a new day at Ohio State with quarterbacks. So, yeah, but I didn't come. Up, you said, but I didn't come up with those. Though, well, I was laying out facts. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, no, I mean, it's really, I'm, I'm making the case in point. This isn't yeah. a quarterback offer at any other school. This is a quarterback offer at the hottest program in America, producing quarterbacks right now with the best receivers in America right now. And it's on your kitchen table. Now I'm going to wait a year. Really? I'm going to wait a year. I can't even believe that came, you know, like, wow, you've got some courage. If you can wait a year, I could, I'd be calling you back by midnight and saying, you should, I'm going to take it now. You know, that just gives you a sense of how coveted these guys are. I mean, if you look at Ryan's offer list, it's the who's who. Yep. Um, it is. And it, the second place isn't bad, but. Yeah, second place is the bad, but your home state at quarterback you at that position. Whoa. It's gonna the reality is gonna sit in pretty hard today. Like I said, I would prefer personally 
if Ryan and Tavian would wait this out. And at the end of every month, right around when we get how we're doing with our bonus numbers, they come out with comments about they don't know either. And then we start the month off with positivity again, build it back up, run this out for about 12 months, get the best one and call it a day. All right. We're going to take a quick break here. That was 20 minutes of chatter on just a couple, couple, three dudes. Now we're going to hit the rest. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we paid some podcast bills there. William, you had many interviews this week coming out of your travels. Tell me about Justin Hill, linebacker out of Winton Woods. Uh, I've talked to several people who are extremely high on him, and we maybe have not given him the pub he deserves as yet, and that will change. Go ahead. Well, really, really talented kid. I mean, um, you know, there were on Monday down at since or down in Fair at Fairfield High School near Cincinnati, there were probably around thirty Division One kids on the field, and I'm not exaggerating. Um, two or three of them that I had at the top of my list were Justin Hill, Chris Henry, Jr wide receiver from Withrow, and Tarion Nichols, the cornerback from Withrow. And those three kids are all really, really good. Um, Justin Hill is a pretty legit 6'3 to 6'4, 215 pounds, runs really well, athletic. I mean, he passes the look test for a sophomore in high school, not that he's ripped or anything like that right now. He's going to be, but he passes the look test for a high school player really well. He, he does, he runs well. You know, he's got, I don't know, 20 plus offers or whatever. And it's legit. I mean, he is that good. I was super impressed with him. He is being recruited kind of a, mostly right now by high state uh, for the Jack position, but he played all three linebacker positions for Winton Woods last season, and I can see why. Kid is big time. Mark? Yeah, you know what? Arvell Reese is a lot what he would look like. And they did the same thing at Glenville with Arvell Reese. They stood him up and put him in the middle linebacker. And so we know he'll grow into a decent event someday, but we're going to let him run around at 6'5", 230 pounds or 240 pounds and just roam the, roam the earth like a dinosaur. You know, like 
it's his earth and you're living on it. And if you can get by a guy like that in high school, God bless you. Uh, Justin Hill has the Sonny Styles look, and so did Arvell Reese, that long athletic look, but with the bulk and the shoulders and the 220 pound where you start to think, wow, is this the prototypical linebacker, 220, 230, or does this kid grow to defensive end and put on that 250, 260 and become an explosive pass rusher? But, yeah, I like Bill. I, I, I like when two different guys go see a kid at separate times and they both come back and share similar reports then you know you're on to something. You know you didn't catch a fluke. And a lot of times I cry about limited sample size. And Bill and I have talked about this. We'll go somewhere, get a half or get a day or get 20 reps on a kid, and that's it. We make a snap judgment and think we know something, good or bad. A lot of the times you're you're in the ballpark with those. But, boy, when it starts sinking up like this, and, yeah, Justin Hill, I saw the comma come up, beast, uh, sign me up. There we go. I'll put me, yeah, push my chips in the middle on him today. You can't have, if you listen to the NFL draft, you cannot have enough six foot three, 225 pound to 240 pound guys on your roster. You just can't. Um, It's a rare body type that can do everything. You can start on special teams, you can be the extra rusher. Some of these guys can do it in coverage now. So that jack position now just means werewolf athlete that we can ask to do a little bit of anything and even bulk them up or trim them down. So it makes a lot I, of sense. I have a, Dave, oh, go ahead, Mark. I have a college coach I'm really good friends with, and we've watched a lot of tape together. And that 6'4", 6'3", 6'5", guy that's 200, 210, 220. He pops up on tape all the time, and what we always say is, He's something. We don't know what he is, but he is something. And the, the, what he always says is, we will take as many of those kids as we can get, even if we don't know where they're going to end up. Tight end. He may flip sides and be a tight end. He may be a defensive tackle. He may be middle line. But there's so many possibilities with that size, speed, ratio, frame type that the joke is, I don't know what he is, but he's something. Take him. So, Today, you know. Tonight? Yeah. The night before, the night before that seven on seven, I talked to Justin on the phone, and he said, "I told him I was going to come to that." And he said, "He said I'm going to show out." <laughs> well, he didn't lie. Yeah, I love that. All right, uh, there's been some. Maybe I didn't clarify what I was saying earlier. They have taken two quarterbacks in the same class. I meant two quarterbacks from the great state of Ohio in the same class. That's not super common. Um, here's a question, and we've talked a little bit about this guy. Bricky Sports would like to know, is Ohio State in the race for Dorian Brew, 2025 athlete from Clayton Northmont, just north of the great city of Dayton, Bill? Yeah, they're in the, they're, in my opinion, they absolutely are. Uh, I know some people think he is headed to Notre Dame, mm-hmm. and he might be. But I think it's pretty, very close, really. I think it's close between Ohio State and Notre Dame at the top of his list. Uh, another, again, another kid that right now, you know, he's a 2025 kid and he, he has really not visited and done a lot of recruiting stuff like some of these other kids have. Uh, he's a multi-sport athlete and he's been busy doing other things. He travels some, I think if I remember right, he has a, a family in Texas. I'm pretty sure that's correct. He's been down there, but he hasn't done a lot of visiting and, and checking out schools yet. So I don't think he's close at all from what he tells me to a decision. Uh, 
but I think in the end, uh, this one could be an Ohio State Notre Dame battle, and I do think Ohio State is in there. Bill, I figured we would get a question like this, so I want you to address it. I think people are getting a sense that these quarterback offers and the multiple quarterback offers are because of the way things went with Dylan Rayola. I don't actually agree with that. This is just the way they do things with quarterback, and given the current climate, um, Rayola was going to be a harder guy to hold on to than almost anybody. Am I off base, or do you think this is a – are they hedging on the side of covering their bases? No, I agree with I agree with what you say, Dan. They, you know, they're giving themselves more possibilities, more options, and if they see somebody that they think is good enough, they're going to offer them. And, and you know, their one thing is that they want to see these kids. I've mentioned this before. They want to see them throw in person, and they have seen now. Um, well, they've seen Montgomery many times throw in person, a number of times. And so now they've seen um, uh, St. Clair throw in person a number of times. Uh, Ryan Day was up in uh, Maslin for the Elite 11, and Montgomery and Tavian both were there throwing. Uh, uh, Corey Dennis has been down to each school, Bell Fountain, and I should say up to each school, Bell Fountain and um, Finley. Uh, Finley twice this spring. Yesterday he saw um, Tavian throw again at practice and all. So, you know, they've just they've seen enough of Tavian to think that he's an Ohio State caliber quarterback. All right. That uh, someone someone popped up with the uh, Alex Daniels comment from uh, Brookhaven back in the day. I actually had a coach against him. That was like 2004, 2005, 2006, somewhere in there. Yeah, that's a pretty good comparison. He was a defensive end. I believe he went to Minnesota, but Long, Justin Hill, Arvell Reese, like that same type as that comment popped up. It took me down memory lane for a few moments. Speaking of Cincinnati, Mika Hanna, who is one of our best, do we offer Coy Beasley? He thinks we need to offer in case we don't land KJ, and I assume that means Bolden. I do not think they're going to get KJ Bolden. I hope I'm wrong. But uh, – Bill, your thoughts, and then Mark, you can probably put Coy in context for us. Coy Beasley's a he's a talented kid, and I I would not rule out an offer to him. Um, and he has told me he is would be possibly open to going and camping at Ohio State, uh, the Jermaine Matthews route, and getting an offer possibly. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but he's mentioned that that's possible. Um, you know, I don't, they, they could offer him, certainly. I don't think it's out of the question. He's a very talented kid. Um, but they're not only – Bolden is not the only safety that they are in on. They've got several others that are really good players that have already scheduled, not only been offered a scholarship, but scheduled official visits to Ohio State for June, including Zaquan Patterson, for instance. So uh, you also got Reggie Powers, by the way, that's got an Ohio State official visit scheduled for June who they're recruiting as a safety. So there's other kids there too, um, besides just K.J. Bolton. And, of course, they'd love to flip Peyton Woodyard from California, and that's not out of the question. He's committed to Georgia right now, but he's going to make an official visit to Ohio State in June. And uh, what a pa- what, what a duo it would be to get uh, Peyton Woodyard to flip from Georgia and then also beat out USC and Notre Dame – for Kingston, uh, Viasa, he's a tough one yeah, yeah. to say, Viasa, 
from St. John Bosco, uh, you know, what a duo that would be to get. Should we, it's funny you say, started to say his name and I felt that coming. His name should be Kingston Paws because everybody who says his name, you can sing go Kingston. I'm going to give it a shot. And no one really gets it. So don't I got I, I got to the point where with the pretty early with, with JT Tui Molo Al, uh, that one was no problem. But as much as I talked to Kingston and then he and I always ask, say your remind me again, it's still not an easy one. It was JT cut and paste because every time I'd go to try and write his name, I would my brain would start to hurt with the U's and the I's and the O's. Anyway, um We've only got time for a little bit more, but let's take this question because it actually one of the things I want to talk about. I should be called the butcher for as many kids' names as I've butchered. (laughs) Listen, uh, our specialty is sports. We aren't, as they would call it, linguists. Yeah. Um, Believe me. You should hear some football coaches butcher names. I've actually told them. Back in the day, I told one coach, you cannot call that kid's house and pronounce his last name like that, or you are not going to get him. You're going to offend the hell out of his parents. All right, here we go. Last question, and uh, this is a guy that we will send to Mark eventually here for an evaluation. He is a recent five-star in the updated top 247 rankings. He is a defensive lineman from Illinois, came out with his top five, and Ohio State is in it. William finished the show by telling us, what you think of Justin Scott, and what are the chances he comes to Ohio State? Well, he's he's a he's a stud, no question. Uh, an elite defensive tackle. Um, he did narrow his decision down to five schools, Ohio State being one of them. He's got Georgia, Michigan, uh, Miami, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. Those not are the bad, five. And uh, Ohio State, as things are scheduled right now, has the last visit, June twenty third. There's been a lot of uh, hype that he's going to Notre Dame, and I don't necessarily just—I don't dispute Notre Dame is a definitely a uh, one of the front runners for him. But uh, it's kind of like with, with Kingston. I am—I um, have said for a while now. I think Kingston's decision is going to come down to official visits. I think right now uh, with Kingston, Ohio State and USC. I think you could put them. 1A, 1B, either way you want. I don't rule out USC. But in the end, I think it's going to come down to official visits with him. And I think the same thing is probably going to happen with Justin Scott. It's going to come down to the official visits. Well, and we'll end with this. It's fitting for Justin Scott that it's going to come down to the official visits. And the late, great Dwayne Long believed in certain things. And one of them was, you get the last visit. You got a shot. Justin Scott's last official visit will be to Ohio State. So Justin Scott is a naked jaunt recruit. And let's hope Dwayne Long's theory holds true. We appreciate Mark and Bill stopping by. Good Lord, this is so much content from them in one week. You'd think they actually know what they're talking about. Uh, We really appreciate everyone stopping by. Don't forget tomorrow. Brian Hartline will join the show. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Hey. 
Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.